stuck in our homes But you're not alone Our seven feet at And I'm Dave. It is Wednesday, my dude. It is Wednesday. How are you today, Peggy? I am doing well. How are you? Fine, thank you. Halfway through the week. Yay! Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Exciting times. Praise be. That's right. (laughs) So we didn't record yesterday because everything got hectic and crazy and, and life happened. But how's everything been going? Everything has been going fine. Been a very busy few days at work, but good days. Okay. I have not done anything particularly noteworthy in okay. either of the two days. There you go. Sometimes that's okay. No trouble is good. No, there's definitely no trouble. And uh, yeah, I've just been plugging along. Okay. All right. How about with you? So, uh. It's been busy, so um, you know, between school and work and the house, I'm I'm busy, but it's good, you know. Circle time. I'm gonna start timing it because I think Timmy probably spends at least three quarters of his time now on mute. <laughs> so today, today the teacher read him. They read the the book, um, The Great Pumpkin. The Charlie Brown book. Yeah, book. that's based on, yeah, it's based on, you know, I, I don't know which came first, the book or the TV show, but anyway, it's, they're, they're the same story. Okay. Right. So anyway, they read the, the great pumpkin and then she asked, she's like, how would you feel if you went trick or treating and all you got were rocks? And the one student's like, I'd be sad. The other one's like, I'll cry. I'd tell my mommy, you know. I would cry. I would go home. I would be mad. Timmy thought, he's like, I would take the rock and throw it at their face. Then I'd hit them with my mom's heart, like grab all the candy and climb up a tree. But there was a plan. He had had a much more (laughs) involved plan than anybody else did. He thought it out. And I just, I can't help but think that I think every other kid would want to do that. At least this is what I'm telling myself, right? That every other child in that class, like, would want to do that. They just have a filter that stops that from coming out of their mouth that Mm -hmm. Mike doesn't quite have yet. I think that's accurate. Yes. Yeah. During, I told you, did I tell you the the circle time where they asked him if he was going to sing and he didn't have any more songs in his heart because we were out of bacon? No. Timmy, are you going to sing with us this morning? No, we have no more bacon, so I have no songs left in my heart. <laughs> well, that's, um, at least that's, you know, funny, just, and fu- right. it's just funny, with no negative repercussions. Right, and then, then he, the next day, he didn't feel very circly. He thinks that maybe he was a square today and just didn't want to participate. So, 
it's a struggle, Dave. I understand. It's a struggle, and I have the parent-teacher conference next week. I was supposed to have it yesterday, but it got pushed off, which is probably good. So, need to, you know, <laughs> build up my defenses for that. So that should be fun. Very nice. I did have, I, I do have one story to share with you, actually, now that you're telling these stories about Timmy and I'm thinking about school. So Caroline, um, as, as we've talked about, is in a hybrid model. She's in school mm -hmm. a few days a week and then she's at home a few days a week. Well, on days where there are lots of tests, students are generally opting out of going into school because when they're home, they have access to materials they can use to look up answers. Oh, super smart. Score higher on the tests. Are they allowed to do that? It appears that there is an expectation that that will happen because the teachers on alternate weeks flip-flop the days that tests occur with the hope that, you know, it'll even it'll out over the course out. of a semester. Okay. However, when everyone starts opting out of coming into school on test days, then everyone's always at home and only the kids who go to school, in theory, are getting the short end of the stick. And so Caroline brought this up to us yesterday and Kara and I had a, a debate about it. And ultimately, my response and, and Kara backed me up was, you're going to school, which this morning, even though she knew last night, caused great heartache here in our house with her. And I drove her to school this morning. And as we were driving, I said, do you understand why I am suggesting this? And her initial answer to me was, I don't know, because I suppose it's you're saying that it's just the right thing to do, um, which is kind of, yes, that's kind of the heart of the answer. But I said to her, and this is, I want to tie it back to actually the world of limb loss, because once upon a time, this podcast was about limb loss. Yes, way back um, before COVID. Pre-COVID. And I said to her, the thing you need to learn that I want you to learn from this, I don't really care what your grade is on the three tests you have today. That doesn't matter Great. to me. A lot. Yeah. I said, I don't care what the grade is as much as I care about the message it sends if we tell you because you're afraid or you actually are going to flunk these tests, that the answer to that is you get a get out of jail free card so you can pass them somehow. Mm -hmm. I said, you're not going to have that opportunity when you're 25 and you're at a job. You can't just choose to say, well, I'm just not going to show up for the tough stuff. Right. And and I shared with her, I said, I only learned this after I woke up in a hospital and I was missing my leg. And you, all of a sudden, you, I said, you're going to get dealt with, you're going to get dealt crap all through life. It's mm -hmm. going to hit you. And you have to learn how to respond to that. And the response can't be, I'm going to pull the covers over my head and make it disappear. The response has to be, how do you get through a really tough situation? And she listened and she acknowledged it. And I think that on the one hand, I don't think she was happy because she was not prepared for these tests. But on the other hand, I think it meant something to her that she understood that, hey, I'm not going to yell at you right. for, for flunking these. You need to figure out how to deal with it better the next time it comes up. And I told her, we'll help you. We'll give you whatever support you need. You need Go to get tutors, to get tutors. Exactly. So that is my family uh, family so corner message of the she, week. How did she do on the tests? 
she thinks she did pretty badly. But you know, the teachers actually, if if she's right, and a lot of kids are kind of taking the easy route and staying home and and doing a virtual day on test days, they they might take that into consideration when they're grading too. They should be. They sh yeah. Yeah. But I don't really care. I told her, I said, this is not about, the purpose of going to school is not to see how you do compared to other kids. It's right. irrelevant. I don't care yeah. what other kids do. This is like, you know, you've, you've had it probably with Robbie where he says, everyone flunked that test. It's like, well, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if everyone else did badly. I only care about you. I know what your capabilities are. Right. And similarly here, I don't care if she's fun, if she's at a disadvantage compared to other kids and that ends up affecting her future, then that's what happens. Right. I'd rather her learn again going back to her original point this is we do it the right way because right. it's the right thing to do we, we actually there there are sort of just right uh basic principles uh basic aspects of integrity that we mm -hmm. live by that means something good for you good for her she handled it very well so i was proud of her i'm sure she did i'm sure she did and i'm sure she did better than what she thinks she did we will find out soon. And if she didn't, <laughs> gopeer.org. Hit me up. I can send you a referral code. I appreciate it. I very well may be doing that. Seth is a fantastic math tutor. I think I think math math is a pain point. Um, biology is a pain point. I think. Yeah, Robbie's struggling with biology now too. So. They'll figure it out. I had trouble with it too. And you know, I haven't had to dissect a frog since. So it's all good. I still remember that smell. Oh, I know. We well, did it in the late never morning. never leave your nose. Oh, I know. I that's the one thing. I'm glad that he doesn't have to do that. Because I felt horrible cutting I, I knew that a frog did not have to die for me to be able to do that. There was no purpose in his death. It's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So I have a joke for you. Please do tell. So, so the scarecrow was very, very excited because he was going on a first date. Can you tell me why he didn't eat when he was on that first date? Didn't the scarecrow eat on his first date? <laughs> no, I can't tell you. It's not this because, funny. I know. Because he was already stuffed. <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> oh, it is. You're just no. missing it. No. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I know. Because he's stuffed. Okay. Because he's stuffed like he's full of food, but Our, he's also stuffed with straw. Well, I, I, I got my Christmas joke calendar, so I'll tell you a Christmas joke because we only have 64 days. Go ahead. Okay, you can tell me if this one is funnier. What yeah. do you call a snowman with a six-pack? A snowman with a six-pack? I don't know. An abdominal snowman. That's marginally better. <laughs> Actually, slightly better. See, there's hope. It is a, a very How small glimmer. That one's funny. You're laughing at that one. Very small glimmer of hope. All right. Well, I thought it was funny. So I'm trying to think if anything else is new. No. Just 
trugging along. No more circle time for the rest of this week, so I feel like I have a bit of a breather. Good. So once once I get through Wednesday, it it my stress level eases up just because I never know what he's going to say in circle time. Never know. You should bring it. To, you should bring in a tutor for circle time. I should. I know. I wonder if they have. It's just he doesn't have a filter, and. I, I, I think that's probably because he didn't do preschool with other kids. Right. So, you know, and, and I've always encouraged him to, I mean, he's very good with words and is very descriptive. Like, you know, I don't have songs in my heart because we don't have bacon. I mean, you know, he's very descriptive like that, but he's he's definitely missing the filter. So, and I don't know how he has, to- He hasn't been humiliated by peers enough to understand. Is that what it is, do you think? I think it's that and teachers really pushing back because when you're in a room with other kids and that and inappropriate answers happen, there's probably a pretty direct, immediate response because the other kids in the room will will join in if you don't shut it right. down. And so you that's never get, get that. Muted. You never get that feedback. that's like, ooh, that's a hard boundary right there. I need to think about this. How do I do that at home then? I don't know. Um, maybe the easiest way to do it would tell him he needs to be the most boring kid in the world or something like that. And, you know, you, you need to give answers that are intentionally boring, not provocative. Yeah. So they, they don't really want to know what you would do if you only got rocks. Yeah. Or, or yeah, I don't know. I've never had that problem because all of my kids were very much by the book. Yeah. Mine, mine are not. Free spirits, Dave. Well, that'll serve them well later in life. Yes, we'll see. All right, that's all I've got. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. We're stuck in our